Uh, hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Comedy Podcast, where we talk about your favorite movies, music, TV shows, and more. I'm Tori. I'm Marin. And um, I don't know who we are today. We are the people who watch dramas. <laughs> we yeah. like to talk to you <laughs> about dramas we have been watching. Thank you so much for being patient with us with our last upload. Things have been crazy. Real world things were happening. Um, but you know, you're going to get your episode a week, we promised. And we, we came through. Um, on a brighter note, they recast um, the man who was playing the lead in Lilo and Stitch. Hallelujah to us. It's been a good day. Um, David is no longer a light skin. <laughs> he looks real, real indigenous Hawaiian, and I love it. Um, as soon as they recast Donnie and give us a black Mr. Bubbles, we're going to be on a roll. Um, also, in other words, we found out that Lee Santa was going to take the role for um Hail's your Christian. What is the name of that fucking movie in English? Um God <laughs> my brain. Uh, uh the, 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 the the breakup movie. The the one that just got all the awards. <laughs> I do not know. Hail's your Christian. What is Oh, when I tell you, my brain will not fucking work. <laughs> <What is that>? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. No, what am I doing? I know. God, and when I see the title, I'm going to be like, yeah. Oh, decision to leave. There we go. Huh. Mm. There it came out. Um, so, yes, the community is being blessed in many ways as the weekend wraps up. We hope you're having a fantastic time. Before we start the podcast, we do want to send out our love and uh, good thoughts to all who were fans of Moonbin from Astro. We are also casual fans of Astro, and Moonbin was one of my favorite people, and we're so sorry to hear that he left. We hope that everyone who is mourning his death is also celebrating his life. He was a fantastic artist, and um, I will never forget him. Um, make sure that if you are grieving during this time, that you reach out to friends, keep in touch, um, and contact your local hotline if need be. So, we are going to go ahead and jump into a review um, of Tori. You know, Tori watches Chinese dramas. Oh, who would I bring along to complain about these Chinese dramas? <laughs> <laughs> who is always here for the ride. I love and appreciate that. Um, but yes, today we will be talking about the 2003 rom-com starring no one other than my baby Wulei and Zhou Yutong, who was one of my favorite Chinese actresses, and their project, Nothing But You. Um... Nothing But You is a romantic drama. You said it's a 2003 or a 2023? Oh, 2023. My bad. Thank you. Thank you for correcting me. It's a 2023 drama, not a 2003 drama. That would have been something other. Y'all know I don't watch shows that old. (laughs) That's more of me. I'll watch. Yes. <laughs> oh. So, yes, we were talking about nothing but you, which is not a 2003 drama, but a 2023 drama starring Wulei and Zhou Yutong. Um, if you've listened to this podcast before, I have talked about both of these people's dramas. Zhou Yutong has been in my... Um, Zhao Yutong? I feel like it's Zhao Yutong. Yutong has been in my favorite uh, modern Chinese 
<clears throat> drama ever, which was a, rem- a remembrance of things past that we did in 2000. I want to say 2002, uh, that episode has been up. And Wule was in one of my favorite new Chinese historicals called um, Love Like the Galaxy. And so when I saw these two people were working together, I was like, you know what? This drama was made for me. The, the drama gods sh- shined upon me and said, we'll make this work. And so let me give you a brief description according to MDL what nothing about you, nothing but you is about. Ling Yuan, an executive assistant to a powerful vo- boss who has been stagnant in her position that was going nowhere. With the plans to resign, she got her opportunity of meeting Song uh, Sanchun, a professional badminton player going through a traumatic period in his life, which rooted him stuck. Their chance encounter sent both one on both on life and career altering paths that had them first becoming acquaintances, then friends, then slowly going into something more. While she encouraged him to be the first person ever to transfer from professional Batman to professional tennis, he, at nearly 10 years her junior, provided support and uncharacteristic wisdom. Could these two seemingly different people ultimately succeed in their goals, life, and love? question mark like that's probably not going to be in this drama anyway i i love when <laughs> synopsis are like will they end up together well it would be very plot twist if they didn't <laughs> um he's, he's supposed to be 10 years older than her listen 10 years her junior <laughs> her junior her junior oh uh yes See, listen, now, when I saw that at first, too, I said, I didn't read that when I saw the synopsis at first. I started uh-huh. to watch the drama, and they said he was 22, and she's 32, and I was like, uh. <laughs> Now, if you've listened to this podcast before, in any other circumstances, I would have immediately said, I can't watch this. But then I checked the actual ages of the yeah. actual actors, and he's 23, and she's 28. And I was like, it's still, that's still like an eh, but that's a much closer, much more realistic age gap <laughs> right as so i would think age... more for the fact that it's unbelievable like he does not right. look 10 years younger than she does she does <laughs> he doesn't <laughs> uh yes so uh i i was concerned about that i'm gonna do a quick non-spoiler review i loved this drama i gave it an 8.5 i thought it was well acted I thought it was, for the most part, well written. I thought it was extremely well paced, which is hard to do because China has this thing where they go back and forth on censoring the length of episodes for dramas. Mm-hmm. And so this one is like at a weird number, which is 38. Usually they would round that out to 40. Thank God they didn't. <laughs> Though I could have used like a 10 more minutes in the last episode because I felt like they they didn't rush things. They just kind of left it on a on a note where I was like, this makes sense i guess you have nothing else to tell about the story right but but um i did extremely love the pacing i never felt like when i was acting well (laughs) i'll have to say i never felt like i was watching this i didn't feel like anybody couldn't act um Mm -hmm. i do have to say that the second love line i fast forward through every one of their scenes i'm so sorry (laughs) babies i just was i was it's it's rich boy poor girl and i was just like fast let me just get through it i can't i'm not interested i'm so sorry um with that being said i think that though the age gap uh the age gap what do you say problems around the age gap arise it's nothing too dramatic or too unbelievable it's a very understandable age gap and the characters react in a way which is understandable but once they like fall in love and confess to each other you don't really 
ever clock that they're 10 years apart. Once again, as Marin pointed out, Wule does not look 10 years <laughs> younger right. than Utah whatsoever. So they aged her up for this drama and they aged him down a year. And he does he does a good job of relaying his character as somebody who is in his early 20s. Um, but also Wule is like six feet tall and built like an athlete. So it's like, <laughs> so at times you're just like, yeah, okay, I believe it. he's 23 in real life. And so I feel like once they let his character mature, it, it, it all works out in the end. Um, you're going to cry a little bit in this drama and you're definitely going to kick your feet squealing because the, the flirty lines are very, very cute. So I recommend this drama if you're looking for something to watch. Now, if you don't want spoilers, now is the time to click out. Um, but if you're here for the spoiler train, baby, whoop, whoop, let's keep going. So the drama kind of opens up with showing us how very lonely and kind of broken both of these people are. Our female lead is working as the executive assistant to a guy who works for a large it's like a it's a sporting goods company and mm-hmm. so the the story behind that we learn as the story goes on is that both of them he got fired from his old job and was just like he got it was a kind of like a um a whatchamacallit it was um an un not an unexcused firing, but his firing didn't make sense. They kind of, I think they kind of used him as a scapegoat. And so even though he had kind of like worked to build that company up. And so when he left, she followed him. She became his executive assistant. They, the two of them worked together, climbed the corporate ladder and ended up working at this new sporting good company together. Now she's been his executive assistant for a very long time. She's 32. She should be like the manager of a marketing department by now or some other higher position than an executive assistant. But because she's so damn good at her job, this man, now you want to talk about the villain of the series? Is this man. (laughs) This man will literally say shit like, well, you know you're the best. I'm not going to let you go. He was like literally chaining her to that position and not letting her take promotions, right? And so they meet at a marathon that her company is sponsoring now we meet our male character at first he is um making he's doing part-time work as a pacer for this marathon and um the pacers are required to wear bunny ears and he's just like i'm not fit to fucking wear a bunny ear headband running around this track and so she kind of like she does her mediator thing and talks him into it. And he kind of like kind of falls for her seeing this like older woman who's like really good at her job. Everybody's coming to her for, you know, answers, questions, all that good stuff. And so he's like, oh, she's and she wants he like he of course, because he's like this cute little young um man, all of the women who are in the marathon are like, Can I get your Weibo, your chat, your phone uh-huh. number? And she like watches him and kind of like she it, she leaves a an imp- a good impression on her. Of course, some more executive um, BS happens. Somebody dresses up a mannequin in the sportswear good of their company and stages just like somebody committed suicide during this marathon. What? <laughs> Listen, uh... <laughs> I said, when I saw that, I said, what is the connection here? The connection is that <laughs> our male lead, his stepfather runs a wig shop for cancer patients and the wig that is on the mannequin is from his dad's shop and he clocks that and he goes to her and helps her fix the situation and so we find out that one of the other executives at the company set it all up 
and were trying to get her boss, you know, fired because they're both in race to become like the next president or the co-CEO or whatever. So this is kind of how the story starts. We can definitely tell that the male lead is falling for the female lead and she's kind of falling for him too, but she's denying it a lot because she's yeah. like, I'm 32 and you're 22. And that's just A and B is not making C nor Z. And that's not gonna happen. And so we she basically ends up taking the fall for um the mannequin stunt as a way to resign because she realizes that if she continues to work for this man, she will never get the opportunity she wants. And so she quits, you know, she goes through this like a depressive phase, um, all that good stuff. And then her former boss offers her the sports management position of this Batman club that they're running. And in the Batman club is his son. And his son is like the second male lead, but He's a second male lead love story, but not a second male lead in a love triangle. That makes sense. Okay. <laughs> he's the second most important character, male character, but he's not ever falls in love with the female lead, which thank the gods. <laughs> we would have a problem. Um, so you kind of see um, throughout the story how our female lead, Yuan, is dealing with being 32. She had like this crush on this guy in college. She goes to this college meetup. And he's like, yeah let's get married you can come work for my company leave everything you have in the city that you work so hard for and come be my wife and i was just like whoa <laughs> he's just like we're not oh we're, we're not young anymore so we have to think about marriage she's like you just asked me to drop everything that i'm doing in my life to come be your wife sir what the fuck <laughs> i was just like yeah girl that don't make sense to me either and so you see that and so then we get to introduce into our male lead story where he is um oh no i'm sorry she's not becoming the sports team manager for a batman club she's coming this the sports team manager for a tennis club um and so she doesn't she doesn't take the fall for the mannequin the next scandal that happens is that they're picking underdog sports people to be their new sports models and batman was one of the sports they picked the story's coming back to me Batman is one of the sports that we've picked. We find out that our male lead has been a badminton player for, like, um, since, you know, he's been in, like, middle school. His mom trained him really hard. But he has a trauma where once he gets to a certain, like, once he gets to, like, 18, once he, like, beats his opponent. And then once he gets 18 to 18, he suddenly cannot play anymore. And the trauma okay. is that his mother disappeared when he was in a really big match when he was younger and the score was 18 to 18. She disappeared. We don't know where she is. We learned later that she had cancer um, and she basically left to, she didn't want to show her family her dying, uh, her dying in front of them. And yeah. so she just dipped. She left a letter to the stepfather and dipped. The stepfather has been lying to the male lead, but of course he found the letter like years ago. He's like, yeah, my stepdad thinks he's, <laughs> He, the, I still believe that my mom just left and she'll come back. It's like, no, she was sick. She didn't want to show her husband or her her son um, how the illness would have taken her and she died yeah. peacefully somewhere else in the country. And so because of that trauma, he has not been a good Batman player as he used to be. He's still a very good player, but whenever he's in tournaments, whenever that score comes up, he just cannot play. And so she sees him and is immediately attracted to the underdog story. This other dude that they want to be the model is an 
asshat. <laughs> complete asshat. And this complete asshat ends up, um, he loses the big match where he was supposed to be like, come out as the model, wear all their gear and stuff like that. He loses the big match to the male lead because um, she stands in front of the scoreboard to cover the eighteen eighteen score for him. And you're just like, ugh. The blooms of love. And so he beats this dude who is an asshat. And um, instead of being like, yeah, I lost, he goes and slanders the company that is sponsoring him, breaks their contract, and tries to work with another company. And so all of this shit comes out about him being trash. And that's where she takes the fall and quits. And then she becomes the manager of a tennis club. And she can't get the male lead out of her head, not only because he's a good guy, but he's a really good athlete. And she thinks that he can become a tennis player. And so that's kind of how the love story starts. Um, I won't continue to recap the whole series of the 38 episodes. I'll tell you my favorite moments, my least favorite moments. Um, my favorite moments are probably the dialogue between the two of them. It's very natural dialogue. Mm-hmm. Um, they, like, she, because she's 32, they don't make her naive which I feel like happens a lot in dramas where the woman is, I don't know. I feel like sometimes in older love stories, they either make the characters extremely naive or extremely experienced in a weird way. We talked about this when we talked about Crash Course and Romance, where it was like they were cute and in love, but it wasn't like this innocent, I've never dated somebody before love. Right. Like, yeah. And so they don't treat it like even if she hasn't been in a relationship for a long time, which let me explain that too. her previous relationship. She was, um, she dated a tennis player in college. God, I, I should, let me actually tell you about the rest of her backstory. She dated a tennis player in college. They got caught dating. She was the tennis, the tennis, like, like, you know how like the tennis manager, she was like part of the team right. or the management team. Right. And, he literally said she seduced him and slandered her name all over campus. She had to quit that school and go study abroad. Uh, I said, oh, girl, <laughs> a lot has happened. Not to mention that her father and her mother got divorced. And then not much later on, her father got remarried and had a daughter. And so she's got that whole family situation going on. So these are two very like broken kind of people not like mm-hmm. broken broken but like you can tell that they've been through something um i appreciate that they didn't go into a kind of depressing mood for the drama because it is an underdog story it is about this athlete who is learning to a new sport learning to trust himself as an athlete it's about this woman who's even if her even if she's 32 which they try to make 32 like he's real old and i'm just like she's 32 <laughs> <laughs> They try to make 32 like it's real old, but like you get to see her learn to have a job that she loves, be good at that job. Like she's so good at this job that her their tennis club turns into a fucking franchise, which is just like real awesome. Um I absolutely um love the the dialogue that they have together. So one of my favorite scenes is that they're they're sitting, he gets injured because he overworked himself. And they decide to, like, take this whole, like, month rehabilitation break in a different part of the, uh, a different city in a different part of the country. And um, they're sitting there having a talk. And he says something about, like, um, wanting to kiss her or hug her or something like that. She's like, ooh, I can't wait. He just, like, 
<laughs> he paused for a second. He's like, do all women who are over 30 just like accept that? And she's like, duh. <laughs> and so <laughs> their flirting is very cute because I'm I'm sure he's only dated people his age. And so he wasn't used to somebody just being like, yeah, spicy. Let's let's work with it. And so that was really cute. Um, especially once they confess their love to each other. It's just like this very natural rhythm they the drama did a a really good job of building up both perspectives because the first time he confesses (laughs) the first time he confesses she's like no (laughs) she's like of course we have the trauma of her dating an athlete before and she's like i don't want you to play tennis for me i want you to play tennis for you and i was like that was a good line you let him down good we were i was like yes this is how uh, an older person in a relationship with a young person should be like she's like i get it there are vibes going on here baby but you just you just became a tennis player and i don't need you to dedicate your entire sports life to me i want you to do that for you and so i understood that and even though he was like a little pissed about it he's like i'm not giving up i want you to be my girlfriend i was like See, we love that he was never extremely pushy. Like he mm-hmm. never grabbed her by her wrist. And I also feel like that's something that happens when the man is younger, that they show him being like kind of like a bullhead. He has bullhead moments, but he's not like grabbing her by her wrist or demanding, you know, affection or demanding her to make, you know, things that would be kind of natural for young people in love. Mm-hmm. He's kind of mature for his age. And I, f- it feels right when the two of them get together. What I didn't like, but this is part of the character's flaw too, because she's so scared of being in love. They get drunk <laughs> and end up doing the do. And when this happened, I said, "Hold the fuck up," because she just not too many episodes ago she told this man that it's not gonna happen, and then they they end up. This is when her ex boyfriend came back in the picture because she needed to ask her ex boyfriend could they could she use her tennis players to go on his team because the current they were still working for that sports gooding company that she used to work for but because this is an executive place they were using the tennis the son of her former boss being in that tennis thing that they sponsor as like a a pawn on this like executive chessboard of power and so she's like okay i can't have that anymore i want these these kids to be able to become professional players and so she went to her ex-boyfriend asking (laughs) asking to have her tennis players get into his team while she you know looks for a new facility and all this good stuff and he like writes her name on like the graduating the important like in graduate graduating people's list and she's like really touched by that and they like literally end up going to a hotel and i was like the fuck and of course the next morning she is regretting that shit regretting that shit right and so they come face to face the morning after he is giddy as fuck and i was like right no (laughs) oh no he's giddy he's excited because obviously in his mind we're a thing now and she says to him i don't have to take responsibility for your life do i it was a mistake i said that you breaking this man's heart (laughs) it was so painful and she was like he's like oh a mistake because it was a mistake for me he gets his bag at least she's like fuck why did i say that and i was like yeah why did you say that because because you're self-sabotaging and her best friend is like babe babe i need you (laughs) to for real sit here and tell me why you said no she's like 
and she keeps saying you know i'm 32 he's 22 she's like you're scared to be in love and like you kind of see the dynamic between her and her mom her mom wants her to be single her mother does not want her to be married okay so there's like this kind of thing and her and her mom have like a conversation or two where her mom was just like you're gonna end up marrying somebody and they're gonna hurt you just like i was and so it's this kind of like toxic thing between the two of them where her mother does not want her to be married and wants her to be alone and i part of it i understand because her mother was hurt very bad by love her husband betrayed her mm-hmm. and ended up having a child with someone else and all that good stuff but you can't tell your daughter that right especially when she's already been hurt once by love right to the point where she has to drop out of school and so and so there's that whole kind of baggage thing and i was like damn that hurt me um but i felt like it was a good um explanation of our female character and how really afraid like she in the other parts of the show even if she's like nervous or scared she does her damn best she's very good at her job and so to show us this kind of vulnerable aspects of her when she's in love and so um basically of course even after that conversation she does apologize to him and he starts to continue to work harder and harder to become a tennis player they end up getting their own facility they hire a star coach they do all this stuff and he overworks himself he overworks himself and he ends up being injured in this like really big match even though he wins the match he wins the match but he gets injured and so she's like having she's doing her best not to fucking cry in front of him that's when i knew i was like oh they for real in love because she's just like i'm going to do whatever it takes to heal you you're going to be fine he's like so terrified that he's never going to be able to play tennis again and we find out during the drama that he always wanted to play tennis Mm -hmm. is that his mother wanted him to play badminton because she didn't never she never won at badminton so she forced him to play badminton so tennis was his first love in sports and so at the hospital she confesses to him like right after he gets out of surgery and um she's like will you be my boyfriend they kiss they go on this whole much trip i did not like her confession scene because i it's the same thing i i hate that they usually do in typical Mm rom-coms to the female lead is that they get hurt or they're put in danger to drive the love plot forward Mm -hmm. um I understand that he had to learn his lesson hard about overworking himself because he was not listening to anybody when they're saying don't overdo it but he wanted to prove himself so bad that he was going to overdo it anyway and that was one of the aspects of him being 22 that kind of like because even 22 is young in retrospect it's very old for an athlete um it's old on the older side for an athlete especially in tennis and so um it was kind of it was it was the plot made sense i just didn't want her to confess because of that and she didn't technically confess because of it because they continued to show us that they were still she really they still really cared about each other you know um he came and saved her when she like uh i think there was some episode where he drank alcohol for her and did all this stuff with her and for her and she's you know she's definitely in love but she was scared and so that happened um a lot of the rest of the plot is just him becoming a better tennis star they have one other big fight (laughs) and i uh the big fight is basically he's becoming this tennis star the club needs money to keep 
um, operating because they're not working in a negative. They're trying to open franchises and things like that. And of course, the motherfucking bosses that she worked for are still playing executive chess and are trying to use um, our male lead as their next model. And if they sign him, it'd be great. But the contract they're signing him for um, is definitely an underball type of thing. And Mm -hmm. they mess with their investors and stuff like that. So they argue about that. She's like, I fucking get it. You want to... And they have another conversation where they're saying very hurtful words. I was like, God damn. She's she's like, I know you want to be strong. I know you want to be protective of me. But that was a stupid fucking idea. She didn't say it like that. But that was the gist of it. And he was just like, oh, you can't stand it when I can do something for you or like when you're not in charge. And so they have a little tit for tat. They didn't moved in together now. And so like we were making very great progress, but then he did this. And so they're arguing again, but of course this contract, he's, he begins to get exploited. The only way they can get out of the contract is if he goes to, of course, where Marin, here's your, your quiz for romance. It's we're <laughs> like episode 36 out of 38. Uh-huh. Where's our mirror lead going? Uh, I I don't know. Get a get get a loan to get. I don't know. <laughs> okay, I'll give you uh, ABC. Okay. Get a loan. Um, study abroad with another professional tennis uh, agency, or reach out to a common enemy for money. Common en- enemy. No, Is it that one? wrong. Damn the answer it. was B. Okay. Study abroad. <laughs> he goes study abroad because they had to find some way to split them up the last two episodes <laughs> before the drama. And so he goes to study abroad in Spain in like a professional tennis place. Um, and so he becomes an even bigger star. They do long distance. They're still very cute. They get back together at the end of the show and decide to get married. It's all peachy. Um other parts of the story the <laughs> the second couple which is her sister and then the boss her boss's son right mm-hmm. and so they're that's that's a typical rich boy poor girl i fast forward through every minute of it y'all were very cute um i did i was so bored <laughs> um I was bored. I found the more interesting story to be the boss and his wife who ended up getting divorced. This man is like everything you think about um, an executive who uses his family for image value and not because he loves them. It's that man. But then add like a half a cup of asshole into that and that was... (laughs) To me, he's the biggest villain of the story. There will be constant, constant, every fucking conversation he has with the female lead, with his son, with his wife, who turned to his ex-wife. He talked to them like they couldn't live, breathe, shit, or bathe without him. And it was just the most, (laughs) the most, like, you have got to be fucking kidding me conversations to listen to. Like, his ex-wife is explaining to him that I don't want to live this fake life anymore where um, everybody at your office is saying that you're a husband who cares so much about his family because you eat dinner with us. Um, 
every fucking Friday or Saturday, wherever it is. But every time they had dinner together, they're fucking yelling because you're telling your son that he won't ever be shit, that he's an awful tennis player. You haven't come into one fucking tennis game. Not one. <laughs> Not one tennis game. But you sit here telling this boy, oh, um, you should quit tennis. You should go to school, study abroad, and become a business person. Because your ass couldn't continue your tennis dream. And then when your wife is explaining to you that she's sick of this fucking life, you accuse her of cheating. I said, <laughs> and then every, every, um, like every conversation he was having with, um, the female lead after she quit, she was just, he was just like, um, well, I'm always here for you. You know, you were such a good worker and all the shit, like that nobody could like the world revolved around him. And it was just so, <laughs> it was so irritating um the actor did a great job because i believed every fucking second of that uh, <laughs> so there is that there's also the storyline between the male lead and his stepfather and we kind of figuring out that that's not his real biological father and when he finally called him dad i broke down to tears because he was just like that's unk unk was there for everything if they needed anything unk was there for it and he was just like a great father figure he was like the best father figure at the whole show her mother was also annoying because i was just like just because you didn't find happiness doesn't mean you get to force your daughter to be sad and lonely either so i think as this is not brain rot to me because it's not all about love i think these were well explored concepts you know the age gap the sports life um I didn't feel like the sports scenes were too over the top. Um, you know, it's a drama, so they have to make it all dramatic with the music and the close-up shots and all that shit. Wule actually kind of looks like an athlete because he's in the show. I feel like sometimes you watch shows where the actors are supposed to be athletes, and I'm like, you, a basketball player? You, a soccer player? I don't kind of believe it, but he, you know, Wule is known for, like, um giving it his all for a lot of the shows that he's been in and he's a great actor and I believe every moment of it I love these characters I would probably definitely rewatch scenes from the show moving forward and I highly recommend it um any questions or things that you found interesting about the show Marin? um I just liked that the female lead was older instead of it being yes the other way i did the other watch way around. for it mm. um i thought on because i sometimes i'll just watch chinese clips on chinese drama clips on youtube so mm-hmm. i do um know some scenes but it makes more sense now that i know that he he went from badminton badminton to tennis okay yes yes oh uh, yeah so it was a good little show I'm excited for what these two actors are going to do in the future. Zhou Yutong, um, Zhou Yutong, I always say her last name wrong. Yutong works with a lot of my favorite people. Um, she's doing the second season of Young Bloods, which was like a really fun, popular, um, found family spy espionage historical that came out, uh, years ago. And so we love that the, almost the entire cast is back for that. What else is she doing? There's a lover in my hometown she's working with one of my other favorite men which is Li Shan and it looks like it's going to be a countryside adopted from a web novel healing drama we love that for me <laughs> for me um, I'm glad she's not doing Shinshas because god knows if you haven't listened to my rant on Shinshas aka Chinese god dramas it's it's in a playlist if you want to 
oh is this a historical it's not a shisha is it li yao ying is a princess in distress in order to change her fate she asks a mysterious emperor for help they cooperate with each other in guarding the people and the country okay i also like this male actor we love that for me what is wule doing i know he's like my baby is busy he is 22 he's been in the industry for a fucking long time he's 22 and his first project was he's a child actor was in 2006 (laughs) um he was in one of my favorites all times which is the nirvana and fire and i think he's going to be in nirvana and fire three i think his character is making a comeback which we love um he does a lot of historicals which is kind of like him see we have another modern drama the rebirth of a malicious empress of military lineage i'm gonna change that title immediately (laughs) okay he's doing another historical all right um i don't have i ever asked you what your favorite chinese drama is marion i know you watch them on occasion um i honestly could not tell you which one was my my Mm. favorite because i kind of watch I watch a lot of like basic storyline ones. Mm-hmm. I have some saved on um, mm-hmm. Netflix that look very interesting, but they're always just rom coms, and I never feel very. Which ones strong. are saved? Okay, wait. I have to know which ones you saved. <laughs> I will spoil no. anything, but I'm just gonna. I would just be like, hmm, yes, hmm, no. <laughs> Let me see. Okay, they're all like crime ones. Um. Okay. Okay. And if these are not actually Chinese ones, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, okay. I have, this is, is this Chinese or Japanese? I have the movie Man in Love. Um, Man in Love. That's uh, okay, yeah. It's Taiwanese, most likely. Taiwanese, okay, okay, yeah. Chinese adjacent, um, yes. This one might end up being Taiwanese too. I have the post-truth world. Yeah, a lot of the stuff on Netflix I think is taiwanese yeah that's also taiwanese probably probably all taiwanese i have well no that's korean and i think (laughs) that let me see i think that might be let me get to the top let me guess this is def. this is probably taiwanese i'm copycat killer (laughs) yes that is 100 taiwanese thing that we were just talking about on the timeline yes that's taiwanese drama so yeah, all um, the ones I have are just Taiwanese dramas that I have saved. Okay, yeah. There is a Chinese drama. You remember we watched The Bad Kids? The predecessor yeah. to The Bad Kids, Burning Ice. I think we should watch that because that is a tr- that is a crime show. And I started okay. watching it, but then my anxiety <laughs> was just like, the fuck no. <laughs> it's only 12 episodes. So we also decided before we recorded this podcast that we are going to sacrifice ourselves and watch Well Into the Love season one and two for the pod because <laughs> if you haven't heard about well-intended love i would just say that the synopsis does nothing for the actual plot or plot <laughs> twist i should say the actual plot twist so that is a summer episode that is coming up and we'll definitely add burning eyes to that because i do want to finish watching this because the first episode of that was really it has it's stuck in my brain and so i definitely need to finish it um with that being said, I give But Nothing You an 8.5, and I hope you guys listen to this podcast and then go watch it, because it truly is one of my favorite Chinese shows that I've watched so far this year. How many? I don't, I don't think I've watched a lot this year. I'm only at 14 titles, including variety shows. 
Um, so yeah, most definitely do that. Um, but you know, always please give us a five star review and you can always come talk to us at commented at TikTok or commented podcast. No, commented on Twitter. There we go. Commented podcast on TikTok. Um, or hit us up in Discord, even though it's dead in there. If anybody posts a message, somebody always responds. So until next time, I'm Tori. I'm Marin. Bye-bye. Bye.